spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusion supply. See store or jcp.com for details. Hey, Star County, Andy Logan of Logan Sports in North Canton. Feeling blessed to beginning our 48th year serving the surrounding area. Logan Sports has always been Star County's go-to spot for Ohio State merchandise, but we invite you in to see our wonderful Guardians gear as well as Browns and Cavs. Logan's is quickly becoming Star County's headquarters for high school letterman's jackets as well. We do every school in the county, all custom-made with top-notch quality and service. Logan Sports has a complete line of embroidery and screening as well for your high school or business needs. Stop into Logan Sports and see what everyone is talking about. This is the Kenny and JT Show on News Talk 1480 WHBC. So about a half hour ago, I was all excited. Had this big, long, beautiful, drawn-out introduction. Almost as yep. good as when I introduced him at the Hall of Fame Luncheon Club. Getting ready to introduce Jeff Logan. Talk about Buckeye football and whatnot. But since I was so early doing it, and it was about a half hour ago, I have to change it up right now before I introduce Jeff Logan. So I'm going to do it like this, Kenny. All right. Deadline for your Letterman jackets for Christmas this year at Logan Sports in North Canton is coming up. So I suggest if you want your Letterman jacket under the tree that you call Andy or Amy at 330-499-1700 and order your Letterman jacket now. With that being said, hey, Jeff Logan, how are you today? Good introduction. I like that a lot. And uh, guys, I couldn't be better using uh, Urban Meyer's phrase. Uh, the only the, the, the best thing about being ten and zero is the chance to go eleven and zero. So uh, good uh, win for Ohio State Saturday night in the shoe. Yes, it was, and I was happy to see them do to a bad team, Jeff Logan, what you're supposed to do to a bad team, right? With all their weapons, uh, I know some guys were held out for precautionary measures, but the guys that were out there, they didn't take it lightly, and they disposed of them early, which was fun to see and good to see. I agree with you 100%. I thought uh, going into this game, uh, it was time to put up or shut up in terms of being able to start games uh, with dominance, uh, be aggressive, uh, uh, go upbeat, which is what they did. And I thought we saw, again, what it's uh, proving to be uh, one of the absolute best, if not the best player in all of college football in Marvin Harrison Jr. Jeff, you've got a couple of weeks to tune up for that team up north. Tell me you're not looking ahead. I mean, when you were a player, I'm sure you guys played whomever it was the week before that game. I don't know if it was always the same team, but you've got a team like Minnesota, which you should just – if, if you blew out Michigan State, you should do this even twice as bad to this team, the Golden Gophers, this weekend. How do you keep these kids from looking ahead? Well, it's interesting, uh, JT, because uh, the, the game uh, at the end of the year is something that they celebrate every day of the year. They've got the countdown clock. Um, they have a practice session every day for the team up north. So they have embraced this rivalry, so they think about it every day. So uh, this week is no different than any other week, even though this game is approaching. And the fact that they have been in the news as much as they have been mm-hmm. here recently for the last 30 days or so probably makes them even more prevalent in your mind than it would in a normal uh, you know, season getting ready to play that final game of the year. 
but it'll be very interesting to see how our kids come out. I, I believe that the fact that this will be senior day, uh, last home game in the stadium for a lot of these kids, not only the seniors, but also some that will be declaring early for the NFL draft. I think it'll be a highly emotional game for Ohio State, even though the opponent is not all that great. So take us through that, Jeff Logan. What's senior week like? What's senior day like? That last game when you've given your blood, sweat, and tears and everything you had to Woody and Ohio State, and this will be the last time you're putting on the scarlet and gray and playing at the shoe. Yeah, you know, it's a shock when you get there, to be perfectly honest with you, that you're like, where did it all go? I mean, how did this happen Mm -hmm. so fast? Um, You know, my last uh, season or my senior season, we had a similar uh, schedule in which Indiana was our final home game, and then we had the team up north on the last game of the season. And uh, I can still remember vividly coming off the field uh, with a handshake from Coach Hayes uh, early in the uh, fourth quarter, end of the third quarter um, against Indiana. And, and I wouldn't remember a single play, i got to be honest with you, against Indiana had it not been that moment uh, of walking off the field. And, it, you know, it's a celebration for – uh, your hard work. It's a celebration for your family who has certainly been engaged in all of those processes. So it's a terrific celebration, and it just goes too fast, guys. Jeff, I don't know if you watched any NFL yesterday, but it was littered with former Buckeyes. I mean, between what C.J. Stroud did in Cincinnati and scores a touchdown or whatever, goes into the end zone and gives the OH signal, and the place had to go crazy, whether they're, you know they're Bengal fans, but there had to be a spattering of I.O. somewhere right. in, that, in, the, in, in those stands. Also, you looked at a game, and the 49ers come back out. All of a sudden, Chase Young, Nick Bosa, converging on a quarterback, making a sack together. And it brings me back to this whole thing about this defense this year. We don't have a Chase Young. We don't have a Nick or a Joey Bosa. But yet, we have one of the best defenses that I've seen in Columbus in a number of recent years. Um, what makes this defense so special, Jeff Logan? Well, I think you got to give a lot of credit to Jim Knowles in terms of uh, the the defensive design and the way he's got everybody on the same page. Because if you look at the talent uh, that we have this year, the names of the guys this year compared to last year are not dramatically different. A lot of the same players. Now, they've matured. They've gotten stronger. They've gotten smarter maybe along the process. But more importantly, they have been able to understand uh, what Jim Knowles is trying to get done from a defensive standpoint. And I think Jim Knowles would be the first one to tell you that last year he came in here Uh, acting like he still had Oklahoma State on his mind because he thought he had to blitz like crazy to make up for all the deficiencies. Mm. But the problem was he didn't understand how really good these kids were from an athletic standpoint. This season he's accepted that. We're not being as aggressive um, because we don't need to be. Everybody is playing their role and doing their thing. And it's had an impact on the offense as well. The offense hasn't had to score 44 points a game just to make sure you win a football game. So, uh, I think it's been one of the real pleasures this year is seeing that there are there's not one single superstar, if you will, on that defense, but we got 11 guys that you can really count on. What do we know about Tommy Eichenberg uh, as he did not play this past week? Um, will they sit him out for precautionary reasons again this week just to get him ready for Michigan, or is it worse where he might not even play against Michigan, Jeff? I don't think we're going to not have him for Michigan, to be perfectly honest with you. I do not think okay. he is injury is long-term. I do think the injury to Lathan Ransom is probably going to keep him out of the rest of the regular season. Uh, I think we get Josh Proctor back, um, maybe for the Michigan game. 
but the young kids that had to go in and play in that game on Saturday uh, during that first uh, couple of quarters, I thought they did a terrific job. And the guy that really stood out to me uh, was Sonny Styles, who's getting a lot more minutes now with some of these other guys being injured. And Cody Simon, I thought, did a really good job subbing uh, in there for Eichenberg. I looked at it, and I watched, I'm like, okay, well, that's smart. They should beat this team, heck, uh, with, without a lot of guys, and they did. So, But I, I remember watching Eichenberg last week leave, and I'm like, oh, that, that's not good. And then Proctor, too, because one of the, the guys to me, Jeff Logan, that has really stood out on that defense all season long has been Josh Proctor. I know Tumaloa gets a lot of love uh, and everything, uh, rushing the quarterback and creating sacks, and Eichenberg with the tackles. But to me, every time I looked up, I see 41 in the backfield or 41 making a play. So that's the one I'm really concerned about. Yeah, he's the real deal, and uh, he's an important part of the mix, especially run support. And when you start thinking about the game two weeks from now, yep. uh, you know, Michigan's got that big offensive line. They've got two very gifted running backs, and you saw what they did against Penn State. I mean, the last 32 plays of the game Unreal. in the second half were all running plays, and they ran the ball 36 times in a row. So, you know, they knew they could salt that game away against Penn State, and you know, the one thing I learned watching that game intently is that Michigan is a really, really good football team, but they are not the world's most complete team like most everybody was making them out to be. I think they're gettable, um, and I think if Penn State had any coaching over there at all, they would have been in that game. But, but Dennis Franklin, or Dennis Franklin, James Franklin is a total uh, disaster at, at State College. Jeff, did you think it was 1977 again when that team was running the ball that many times in a row? I loved it. I thought it was great. It was a throwback, absolutely. Absolutely. In bow days, the only thing we didn't have back there, JT, was the was the uh, robust formation with Pete Johnson in the middle uh, of that uh, of that backfield. Could you imagine that? Jeff Logan is our guest right now, brought to us by Logan Sporting Goods in North Canton on Main Street. And again, deadline for those Letterman jackets. That's not a joke. That's for real, folks. If you want yours yeah. under the tree, you got to call Andy and get that sucker ordered at 330-499-1700. Jeff, I want to take you back. I mentioned 1976, 1977. You're an academic All-American. Do you get a Buckeye tree in Buckeye Grove for academic All-American or any All-American? Uh, just for first-team uh, All-American, and it's got to be consensus. So uh, the academic All-Americans, we get a uh, uh, maybe a, a seat in the library somewhere. But, uh, cer- <laughs> certainly no, certainly no Buckeye tree being planted for the academic well, All-American. You also get a you also get a nicer bank account, and that's the reason we go to college, Jeff. <laughs> Is that the truth? Thank Good for you. you. Yeah. See, you know wondering. what it was like. You know, like at Cheers, when Norm walks in, they all say, Norm. Well, yeah. when Jeff walked into the library, all the librarians said, Jeff, there, there, you, go. there, there you go. Very good. Hey, by the way, Andy, Andy just sent us a picture of your picture that you talked about, shaking hands with Woody. Jeff Logan, Ohio State University, 77-78, all Big Ten, and Heisman Trophy candidate. And there you are shaking hands uh, with, with Woody Hayes, man. that it, Still, Jeff, I mean, we, I, I remember him just – you know, from afar, right, growing up, hearing about Woody Hayes and Ohio State, to have played for Woody and what you're not allowed to do today versus what you could do back then. Uh, I mean, can you give us a, a story uh, about Woody? Uh, and we know the one about Penn State. You've told us that one before. Is there yep. another one you can share with us about Woody? 
Well, it just it gives me chills when I when I think about that picture. I'm glad Andy folded it to you guys so that you could see it. It's a you know picture that showed up in the uh, Columbus Dispatch uh, the next morning, and it was like, oh my goodness, how did they capture this moment uh, in time? It was really perfect. You know, probably you know with with Coach Hayes, uh, one of my one of my all time favorites. Is, 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 I'm a I'm a young guy on the football team, and um, you know Woody was he was getting older, and there were times where you know, maybe he didn't remember everybody's name all the time. And, and uh, we got done with the practice, and I had had an especially good practice. He was uh, complimenting me on the field many times over. We had a team meeting uh, afterwards, and we had everybody in the, in the team room, and, and Woody's up in front of everybody, and he says, he says I, I, I want to tell you about one kid out there that had a terrific day, and, and the, the, the kid from North Canton, and I, and I know he's struggling trying to find my name. And he's, he, he finally says, oh, he says, damn it, where is Jeff Kaplan? Now, Jeff Kaplan was our brain coach. He was our education guy. Um, so he had the Jeff part, right? So nobody raised their hand. He says, well, damn it, where is Jeff Kaplan? And back in the back of the room is our academic counselor, Jeff Kaplan, who was a graduate of Harvard University. He raises his hand. And Woody looks at him and he says, God damn it. He said, I don't mean you. I mean, and he looks down at me and goes, that Jeff right there. So it, it, it was just beautiful. And I, and I see Jeff Kaplan every now and then. You know, we stay in touch with one another, and we look at each other, and we just start laughing because of that moment. That's hysterical. Jeff, there are so many great stories like that, and Mm. we always talk about following a legend. And maybe when Archie was – or not Archie, but I'm going to get to Archie in a second – when Coach was there, uh, and then the next coach comes in, and it's Earl Bruce, I believe. I want to take you down this road, and follow me here for a second, because we've just seen this in Cleveland baseball now. Stephen Vogt comes in, he follows Terry Francona. Mac Jones follows a great in Tom Brady at the New England Patriots. You follow Archie Griffin at Ohio State. What is it like to be the next guy up? Man, I'll tell you what. If, I, if I'd have had time to really think about what it really meant uh, to follow a two-time Heisman Trophy winner, I think I'd have probably been frozen in time and not been able to react, but... Uh, I will tell you this, our coaches and Archie in general uh, made that transition for me all that much easier because and I, it, I see Arch all the time now. He's a great supporter of the Logan Family Foundation and the events that we do, and I help Archie on some of his events. But he was instrumental in coming to me in those two years that I was there and making sure that I understood that I was good enough to be able to be the guy. And I remember that uh, my junior year, Archie had been drafting off to the Cincinnati Bengals. And the headline uh, in the dispatch that week was, will there be life after Archie? And, you know, that was a, that was a legitimate question because here was the, the only two-time Heisman Trophy winner in the history of college football. And thank goodness that still remains that way today. And then on Sunday morning after we played that first game against Michigan State, and I'd had a pretty successful day, three touchdowns, and uh, there was a not a headline, but there was a comment in there said, Archie who? Now, I, I'm not stupid enough to think people were going to forget about Archie, but at least I was able to answer the bell and continue there, and I, I just felt like I was destined to be there. It was my time and my turn, uh, but I owe a lot of gratitude to Archie for getting me ready for that transition. 
That's awesome to hear. And, and uh, not a bad transition. What, 1,100 yards that year, right, Jeff? Five touchdowns, yeah, all Big Ten? Yeah, over I think, yeah. Yeah, so that that's not a bad year, uh, having to step in for uh, the two-time Heisman. And and you're you're a, an answer to the trivia question. So you're a part of that Ohio State. Who was the next guy to play running back at Ohio State after Archie? And we have him on our show every Monday uh, around 4 or 4.30, JT, whichever it is. Uh, and he's Jeff Logan, and we always love talking, uh, you know, college football with you uh, and about the, the Logan family and everything that you guys do here in uh, uh, in Canton. Well, thank you, guys. It's it's always a, a pleasure, and um, I got to tell you, I know it's it's uh, you know we've, we'll we'll talk about it next week, hopefully when uh, we get ready for the team up north. But I almost uh, got sick today uh, when I was listening to an audio of uh, the head coach up at Michigan speaking today about how they are America's team, <laughs> and um, that just goes to show the smugness of this entire athletic department, what they're all about, for them not to own any of what's going on at this point and say they're America's team, to hell with that. Amen to that, Jeff. Hey, have a great week. Uh, let's take care of Minnesota, and then we'll talk next week, all right? All right, guys. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Serious.